everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Welcome to the show, Edwin Salmon of Knowledge. What do you know, Edwin Salmon of Knowledge? More than I know, Edwin Salmon of Knowledge Podcast. know things that other people don't and those other people know things that the other people don't it's knowledge specific to them it could be about hens or it could be about pens knowledge is a thing you have to evolve like when dinosaurs on the jurassic park island changed their dna because it was made from frogs and then they fucked and populated the island and they took over and if you got offered, if you read the book, lots of different people die. Do people read books? I read that one a while ago. Let's get on with the show. Hey, it's the Salmon of Knowledge. Hello, Salmon Skins. It's me, Edwin Salmon. I'm back once again with the Renegade Master. Beep, boop, 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 so I am here recording in my little office with my little man rustling on his activity mat in the background. If you hear some jingling and some uh, rustling, he's getting to know textures because that's important in life, guys. You've got to get your textures down because if you don't have your textures, then you won't know what you're walking underneath in uh, you know, the dark. He just farted as well there, but that is not going to be picked up by the microphone. Now, if he starts gurgling, I may have to pick him up and have him on my knee. But what I was going to do, uh, if he did, if he does start gurgling, if he did, if he does, I mean, it's already in the past. I'm recording this, obviously, now, and it's live while it's happening, but when you're listening to it, it's, it's in the past. This, this happened yesterday, if you're listening to it today. Um... I'm being very non-specific about times here, but guys, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll read a, I'll read like a little nursery rhyme as I have been doing for the last number of weeks, and now someone is coming into my room, and it's Ronan, uh, Uncle, Uncle Ronan, who is stealing my son. What are you doing with my son there, Uncle Ronan? Stealing him. Okay, so that's uh, a funkle move from Uncle Ronan, and there he goes. And now I am alone in the room. Angel baby, angel child, you were sent down from heaven with a heavenly smile. 
child you were sent down to be with us mortals for a while angel baby angel baby angel baby Down you are an angel baby, angel baby, angel baby with a heavenly smile. I mean you don't say maybe let's hang out for a while. You'll be my angel baby. Hey. Salmon Skins, welcome back to the beginning all over again. It's been a while since I've done a podcast episode, so I'm a little bit rusty. I mean, I just kind of sat there and just narrated my son being kidnapped. But when you know the kidnapper, it's fine because you know where they live and you know that they're actually, it's not really a kidnapping because he wasn't a kidnapper. It was, uh, Ronan, um, who just couldn't resist Angel Baby and sparked off that song, which regular listeners will recognize as Earth Mother, just with the same chords and different lyrics. So I'm a hack. I'm an absolute hack. But hey, I'm a comedian, and that's what I do. I reuse stuff. I found uh, an old notebook, a tiny little notebook, um, which I don't know where you get these things. Sometimes you you know I forget because I pick up little notebooks or I find a notebook or I just you know that sounds like I steal them or I steal the notebook. There I admitted it. But this one is a little tiny blue notebook. It's a sort of notebook that you'd see an old police constable go. All right, mate, what's going on here then? So what's your name? Why are you stealing these pigs from this particular location? And you go, oh, I don't know, I'm just um, up for the weekend, I'm, I'm on a stag do. One of the tasks we were tasked with is to get a, a cow. I almost went Scottish there when I, when I talked. Um, all right, mate, move on. I'm a copper. So I found this with some uh, weird notes that I don't even remember writing. First one, movie scored by some lad's friend with a guitar. Just an acoustic guitar and he's terrible. So I think that was an idea for a sketch maybe that myself and Kevin McGahern, my friend Kevin, who is the former host of Republic of Telly and I was on Republic of Telly for a for a season. And we were trying to come up with sketch ideas. And I think that was one of the ideas was some guy who sort of insists on doing the score for his friend's movie, but it's just terrible. It's just him playing guitar or just him going like, you know, he's like walking down the road, and he goes to open a door, 
there's no one behind it. Then he sees the bad guy. He's chasing him real fast. Shoots a gun. And then he gets shot. The bad guy's coming up behind him. Raises his gun. Then his partner comes in. And so on. Um, I think that was the idea for that sketch. So, looking through old notebooks, uh, trying to decipher them, basically. I'm trying to... I'm trying to break the code of my own brain from wherever I bloody wrote these things or wherever I was. And the notebook on the front says GM Handypack Products Limited, Armagh. I don't remember being an Armagh. Maybe someone in, obviously someone who works for them was at a gig. Maybe in the south, I don't know. But I was in Oma many years ago. Um... Well, Luke's not very happy about that. I can hear him crying in the background. Not so much an angel baby anymore. So, guys, you probably noticed the difference between what I'm recording now and what was uh, recorded at the beginning. I'm having a little bit of issues with my... A little bit of issues. Um, not an issue, not a number of issues, but a little bit of issues, which is the kind of inelegant speaking that you could expect from someone who hasn't podcasted in a while. But uh, yeah, I was just, uh, the sound was very low and I had to put an effect on it, which made it sound like it was in a shitty church. So hopefully this will sound a little bit better. I'm closer to the microphone and I'm, I'm going to apologize for any pops or any kind of saliva squidges that happen. Some people like that. Some people are immediately turned off by it. Don't worry, I'm not eating anything. I had a biscuit there about five minutes ago. But uh, I washed it down with water, so there should be no remnants of the uh, confection in my gob right now. But if there is, I'm sorry. Look, uh, things have been happening over the last couple of weeks. I've been going through some, you know, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, employment issues whereby I haven't really gotten much uh, employment now, thankfully, things are starting to pick up, and uh, I was for uh, a week and a half working in a coffee shop in town, a coffee shop cafe that uh, I won't name because I don't want to shame them. Um, I, no, I don't want to shame them. I'm not going to shame them, uh, but I don't want to give them any business because they let me go. Uh, but no, that was fair enough. I should have known because I, uh, I was paid in cash for the week and a half that I did. And he didn't take any, the manager didn't take any pictures of me for Instagram. Um, but he took a picture of the new barista. Uh, so I was a little bit worried because, you know, if it's, if it doesn't go up on Instagram, then has it ever really happened in real life? Uh, that's the question that everyone asks themselves. And the answer is no, it doesn't matter. So I was doing that, uh, but then I just wasn't a good fit for it, is what he said. Now, a poor workman blames his tools, and the tool that I was using was a, a touchscreen till that they got from a pub. So it wasn't even supposed to be used for a cafe. It was a pub screen 
touchscreen uh, for your, you know, I'll have a whiskey with uh, two shots of whiskey. You'll have two whiskeys? Yeah, that's it. I'm drunk. You know, it was that kind of uh, interaction was going on with it. Not, you know, coffee with oat milk and skinny decaf. What's the point of getting a decaf coffee? That's what I say. It's like getting, it's like a non-alcoholic beer. I guess you just like the taste. I don't mean to shame anyone who doesn't drink alcohol or coffee, but wants that uh, sweet, sweet caffeine or alcohol flavor. Run it on my tongue. Let me taste it. I want to taste it. And so on, because you just love that sweet, sweet caffeine taste. Sweet, sweet caffeine taste. You love it. It's something you always want on your tongue. So now you can have it 24-7 with caffeine lozenges. No, none of that's true. Uh, You can't get those. So look, it's a shame that I'm not there, but at the end of the day, it's for the best. And I bear no ill will, even though I won't mention them by name. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll, you'll probably know who it was, where it was. If you don't follow me, then you should follow me. But it's gone off my stories. It was only up there for 24 hours. But yeah, uh, I think I just, I'm too funny for it. Uh, you know, and lots of people, there's no shame in it. It's a very hard industry and it has been very difficult the last year and a half. And it's only going to get more difficult as things open and there's lots of people looking for work. And not everyone is going to get a slice of the pie Um, We all get paid in pie slices. I like apple or strawberry and rhubarb, which is a lovely combination because you get the tartness of the rhubarb and the sweetness of the strawberry. And if you put a bit of ice cream on top and a little bit of crumble, then you've got yourself a strawberry and rhubarb crumble with ice cream. Um, No custard, though. Fuck that shit. If you are a fan of custard, I apologize. I just don't see the point. Um, Just tweet about how great you think custard is and you'll meet like-minded people on the internet and you can all just bounce custard around an echo chamber together and go, custard is great. We love custard. Custard is the best. Everyone who hates custard is wrong because that's exactly how the internet works. Now, I think, you know, to be honest, guys, I was too funny to do that job and it's emboldened me to hustle even more for gigs and I've been getting some gigs. I'm going to be setting up some gigs. I'm going to be doing more podcasting because I was just working the full days and being exhausted and not being able to to do my podcasting work or do my writing. Um, some of you may have enjoyed a chapter from my book that I uh, read out a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I might read a little bit more in this episode. Who knows? Who knows what will happen? I could just shite on about uh, Star Wars for a long time, but I won't do that because I'm going to be putting up a separate little video on my YouTube channel where, incidentally, you can listen to all these podcast episodes ad-free. The only other place you can do that is on my Patreon page, which um, contains all of the book that I've written so far, and extra episodes of this podcast and other bits and pieces. If you want to do that, go to Edwin Samuel of Knowledge, Patreon. If not, 
if you give me a review, that'd be great. But look, let's get back to talking about stuff. Um, yeah, I just was too funny for the job, guys, and too quick. And I, you know, I did make some people laugh and some customers laugh. This man came in; he was paying for his uh, chai mocha latte with oat milk and half decaf skinny with foam on top with a card, but his card wouldn't really work and it looked a bit kind of warped and wonky. And I was like, oh, I'll stick it in the machine there. And uh, he stuck it in and it kind of barely got in there and he was like putting his number in. He said, God, sorry, I just, uh, I left my, um, my card in my pants and put it in the wash. And I said, well, that's money laundering, sir, and that's illegal. And we all had a big laugh. And I still got let go. So I don't know what I had to do, guys. I don't know what I had to do. Uh, I blame the complex till system and not myself because, hey, it's no fun to blame yourself, but it's all the fun to blame others. And that's the lesson learned. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, guys, we are back with this episode of Edwin Salmon of Knowledge. Thank you for listening so far. If you've given up, then you're not listening. So I don't need to thank you for listening up to the point that you stopped because you're not listening anymore. So, you know, and I can't thank you because you can't hear the thanks. And I can't convince you to come back and listen to the rest of it because you've already gone. It's just such a weird situation. But anyway, listen, I am going to do what I've been doing for the last while is I've been reading old folk tales and old stories from way on yonder or way back yonder. Uh, or way on yonder, if you believe that time is a flat circle. So uh, I've been taking a few stories that are kind of uh, a little bit crazy, a little bit weird. Like a lot of these children's stories are frightening and strange and unusual and involve a lot of darkness and death and children murdering a witch, like Hansel and Gretel, it's an innocent witch. And they boiled her in her own pot, in her own pot, no less. And some of these have been adapted into Disney stories. And this one I saw 
And I haven't actually re uh, reread it. I haven't pre-read it because uh, I haven't even read it. So I couldn't reread it, having not read it at least once. I've, I could reread it afterwards. But I thought it was like, oh, is that what they based um, The Little Mermaid on? But I don't think it is because it's called The Mermaid of Zenor, a Cornish legend. So not even a not even a story. This is just a legend. Like, you know, this allegedly happened to someone, which is where legend comes from. Allegedly, legend. No, I just made that up. Um, so maybe it was adapted, maybe it was stolen. Um, but it's, you know, it's no one wrote this. It just says a Cornish legend. It's not like by John Zenor. Uh, it's just a story that's been told and told, and then someone's like, we should write that down. So years from now, an Irish man doing his podcast can read it out and be confused about what it means. So here we are. The Mermaid of Zenor, a Cornish legend. The bell was ringing, calling the villagers of Zenor to Sunday service. So even though Zenor sounds like some kind of alien world or somewhere, you know, that uh, Captain Kirk and the Enterprise would, uh, you know, beam down to and Kirk would fuck all the, the Zenorian women and Spock would sort of furrow his brow disapprovingly because he knows it's not logical to have sex with every single woman on the planet Zenor. But no, this is a place where they have Sunday service. Now, it could be just any, it could be, you know, Carvery lunch. That could be the Sunday service they're talking about. It doesn't necessarily have to be religious. But we'll continue. It was a simple little granite tower church. Oh, it is a church. Built to withstand the wild winds and weather that could roll in from the sea. So Zenor is by the seaside. That's going to come into play later because if you remember, the title is The Mermaid of Zenor. Matthew Trewella Trewella, T-R-E-W-E-L-L-A, Wella. Matthew Trewella, it's a typical Cornish name, I guess. I mean, you could have just called him Matthew. Why do we need to know his surname? That has absolutely no bearing, I'm guessing, on the story. Like, is this a real person that can be traced back with this, from, you know, in this Cornish legend? Was there a guy called Matthew Trewella who lived in Cornwall? So anyway, Matthew Trewella stood in the choir stalls and looked at the new bench he had been carving. Oh, he's a, he's a woodman, unless that's a euphemism, and he's doing something very naughty in the stalls. But like, hey, Matthew, you carving your wood again? Yeah, just carving my wood. I'm going to get wood glue all over these pews. Yo, I'm from Cornwall. Um, it was nearly finished and wanted only one more panel to be carved. So it was nearly finished and wanted only one more. Oh, it wa- not it wanted. It's not a sentient bench. Because if it was, then this story would be called The Sentient Bench of Zenor, a Cornish tall tale. As the voices of the congregation rang out in the hymns, a sweet, pure voice was heard. A voice that no one had heard before. When the villagers turned to leave at the end of the service, There at the back of the little church stood the most beautiful woman any of them had ever seen. Now the quality of women in Zenor 
might be pretty bad. I don't know. I'm, I, I can't speak to Zenor. I've never heard of it before. But it goes on to describe this beautiful woman. Her dress was made of soft, rustling silk. At one moment green, the next blue, like the sea. Hmm, interesting. A dress that changes colour. Surely this story should have been called the colour-changing dress. The dress that could change its colour. Round her neck she wore a gleaming necklace of pearls, and her golden hair fell down her back almost to the floor. She needs a haircut. As Matthew walked out, the woman placed her hand on his sleeve. Which seems like an odd move. Why would you place your hand on someone's sleeve? It's not like she grabbed his sleeve. She touched his hand. She put her hand on his sleeve, like on his, on his wrist. On the part of the clothes that is covering his wrist. Now, this woman is seems like trouble. Now, uh, then she said, after placing her hand on his sleeve... Your carving is beautiful, Matthew. Matthew blushed and turned his rough cap round and round in his great red hands, his deep blue eyes wary. Well, thank you, ma'am. He managed to stutter before he fled out of the church, probably because he was very excited. He had another bit of carving to do out there, I'd say. Where the beautiful lady went, no one quite saw. So she was the most beautiful person they'd ever seen, most beautiful lady that I'd ever seen. But then they all collectively took their eyes off her. And then they were like, oh, where'd she go? So how beautiful was she? That's what I'm, that's what I'm asking. The next day, Matthew was hard at work, carving the decoration of leaves that went around the edge of the bench when he heard the soft rustle of silk. There stood the woman again. Silk doesn't really rustle that much, does it? I, I, you know, I know it says soft rustle, but I suppose if she was wearing like a plastic bag or leaves or something, you'd probably hear her coming. There stood the woman again. What will you put in the last panel, Matthew? She whispered. I should have whispered that. I said it. Too late now. And she smiled into his deep blue eyes. Matthew sensed a strong smell of the sea in the tiny church as he bent to get up off his knees, but when he looked up again, there was no sign of the woman. <gasps> She's a ghost. No, wait, what's the title? The Ghost of Zenor? The Lady Ghost? Maybe she's a mermaid ghost. Anyway, look, I'm going to read on. The next Sunday, the lady was in church again. She looked deep into Matthew's eyes again, as she sang the hymns again. And when he walked slowly out again, as if in a dream... She was waiting for him. Will you carve my image in the last panel, Matthew? She asked, and her voice was gentle and sighing, like the withdrawing tide on a shingle beach. Now, that's a very specific look that you would notice in someone. Wow, your, uh, your uh, eyes there, uh, your voice rather sounds like the withdrawing tide on a shingle beach not a not any old beach now but a beach just full of shingle got that it's got that distinctive shingle sound that everyone knows matthew's deep blue eyes gazed for over her head out towards the sea but he did not reply rude 
Only the schoolmaster and his wife noticed that the seat where the woman had sat was wet. Uh, what? Wet with seawater. But they said nothing. Wait. So her seat was wet. They say wet with seawater. How did they know it was seawater? They didn't go up and stick their finger in it and go, mmm, salty. But they said nothing. So they noticed this incredibly strange and weird thing, but didn't say anything. What a pair of... What kind of nosy people are they? I don't know if they're nosy. I'm just assuming they are. What a pair of keep-it-to-themselvesers. <laughs> Which is not something that anyone would uh, taunt someone with. Hey, you. You can keep a secret. Boo. It continues. Time passed, and every Sunday the woman came to church. Matthew seemed like a man in a dream, his eyes always looking out to sea. The final panel was still not finished on the beach, on the bench. Sorry, I was obsessed with beaches there. So, how long has he been working on this bloody bench? November came, and with it the mist curled up from the sea. Oh, that old November mist. Uh, which Guns N' Roses nearly wrote a song about, until Axel decided that the rain in November was far more interesting. Night after night, a light was to be seen late in the church. The gentle sound of wood chipping drifted out with the mist, but no one ventured into the church. It was the parson who discovered the finished bench when he went in to open up the church one morning. The church floor was wet, Wet with sea water. Someone's got to be tasting this water and determining that it's from the sea. The stub of a candle stood among a great pile of wood shavings on the floor. The final panel of the bench was the best Matthew had ever carved. It was a mermaid, long hair falling down her back, the scales of her great fish tail in deep relief. She looked almost alive. Matthew Trewella had not slept in his bed that night, nor was he ever seen again in Zanor. The mysterious woman never came to church again. The schoolmaster and his wife never talked of the wet seat. Only the fishermen would shake their heads as they sat talking on the winter's evenings. They would talk of the mermaid they had seen off the coast and of the young man with the deep blue eyes who was always swimming by her side. The end. So... He carved it for her. It seemed to take him months to carve one panel. And it was like his sort of, this is going to be my masterpiece and I'm going to do no more carvings. And then I'm going to like, uh, you know, swim with a mermaid forever. Like, is he a merman? That's what I don't understand about mermaids and mermen. Because I know mermaids, you know, lure... Um, you know, sailors into rocky terrain, so their boats may crash and they might drown in the in the sea. Um, and I, I I don't know where that comes from. They're kind of like sea monsters, I suppose, topless women sea monsters, and you know that they, they ensnare um, and entice sailors and apparently men who carve wooden benches in churches. What the fuck is a mermaid doing growing legs and going to a church 
and you know tempting poor Matthew to what swim alongside her forever with just his human legs like she, can she make him into a merman is it some kind of vampire deal where she you know uh, instead of being bitten maybe she like uh, lays some eggs and he fertilizes them with his wood carving and uh, oh no, well that's how they'd make maybe a mer babies but like he doesn't grow a tail She's not going to facilitate a tail growing on him. So what's the bloody point? Um, so I guess that the, the moral of that story is don't carve wood for too long or you'll be tempted by some wet glass from the ocean. And good night, kids. And that ends another fairy tale reading. So, guys, I am going to finish up this episode pretty soon. Uh, sorry, it's only a short one. Although I've had shorter ones than this. I've had, uh, I've had episodes under the 30-minute mark, and this one is over the 30-minute mark. So, you know, just saying. Uh, you can check out all the previous episodes. I will have another episode out probably Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. And I'll try to get a few special extra episodes out. There will be a conclusion to Baby Detective coming soon. I'm so sorry I haven't been able to work on that. It does take quite a bit of work back and forth uh, talking to myself and cutting those edits out. And plus, I make it much harder by not writing a script before I improvise. Um, now, I have been uh, going to see some gigs as well. I went to see... Uh, Dream Gun Film Reads, which uh, I am usually involved in, or sometimes involved in, but there's a large cast of us, and they were doing The Breakfast Club, um, all the boys, Stephen, Hannah, Aaron, Tony, Ronan, and Peter McGann, wonderful Peter McGann, fantastic performance from him as the jock in The Breakfast Club, which, you know, I hadn't actually seen The Breakfast Club from beginning to end. I hadn't seen it from beginning to end. I had seen bits and pieces of it. I think I'd probably seen it all, but not in one sitting. Um, but I knew the I knew the story, and it was a perfect uh, a perfect movie to do for film reads. And it was outside in Dublin Castle near the Chester Beatty Library, and just you know, nice outdoor. Uh, the weather was nice. I brought a couple of small cans. And I didn't bring my big headphones because they wouldn't really kind of fit. So I brought kind of shitty headphones to listen to podcasts. But then when I got the bus back and there was kind of late buses. Now, there was a lot of people out as well, which kind of surprised me for it was a Wednesday that I went. And, you know, things were closing around half 11. I think everything closed at half 11. Now, I think they're going to be extending that when everything reopens fully at the end of October. And I, for one, welcome our longer opening hours. I think they're going to go for like 6 a.m. And I know some people have said, oh, that's a terrible idea, Irish people. We can't handle that. It's, not, it's never going to work. And I think th maybe there's an element of that. But also, if you go to a lot of European countries, uh, not England, of course, because England has even worse opening hours 
than us. So much so that if you ever go to an English wedding, it's over and everyone's in bed by midnight, which is fucking ridiculous. But, uh, you know, if you've been to Spain, if you've been to Germany, if you've been to Italy, I assume. Uh, I never actually went out that late in Italy. But stuff opens late and, you know, everyone isn't ushered out on the street at the same time and they're all going to the nearest chipper at the same time, crushed like sardines in a packed tin can, uh, to quote a Radiohead uh, title. And it makes sense because you're not like looking at your watch, you know, you're not trying to drink as much alcohol as you can before the bar closes and then you're not trying to, you know, buy a fucking beer in a Chinese takeaway uh, that's massively overpriced. Obviously, some people just have no manners when it comes to drinking and will just be gluttonous and crazy and whatever. And it's going to be horrendous for, for bar staff. But things are reopening and people want to go out. And I think to kind of get in line with the rest of Europe is a good thing when it comes to opening hours. So I, I am for it. And I did briefly mention a Radiohead uh, song there. And a wonderful thing happened during the week. I know some of you are not fans of Radiohead. I know, Kevin, you are a, a big fan of Radiohead, my Canadian friend, Kevin. Um, they released a, a new song, but an old song, a song from 20 years ago when they were making Kid A and Amnesiac uh, kind of at the same time. And they had a bunch of songs that didn't make the cut. And one of those, uh, If You Say the Word, was released and they made a video for it, which is a really good video too. Video kind of reminds me, it's almost like a companion piece to the Just video. Sort of reminds me of that. It's got a, a bit of, it's got a bit more of a sense of humor to it, even though it's quite dark. Uh, but it's a good video. You check it out on YouTube and the song is amazing. It's like, it's a, it's amazing to me how, you know, they left this song off an album and no one's heard it in 20 years. And they've just released it now, and it's like a million times better than most songs people leave on albums. Um, but yeah, check that out. And what else do you need to check out? You need to check out uh, Star Wars um, The Bad Batch, which is an animated show on Disney Plus that I watched all of. And it's good crack. It's executive produced by Dave Filoni, who is involved in The Mandalorian. And I'll be sticking up a video on YouTube. Uh, if you're on Patreon, you'll probably see it before that. Uh, and I've got a kind of, I've got a theory. I've got a, an actual Star Wars theory. And I'm going to try to be uh, a bit more proactive in getting more videos up. But it's hard, mate. It's fucking hard, especially when you got a baby. Um, but I'll do my best. I will endeavor to persevere. And I might do some kind of uh, live stream gaming. And I can put them up where I can just game and talk about games and just talk about shit. And that'll be almost like a podcast in itself. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I have been Edwin Salmon and I will remain Edwin Salmon. And this is my podcast, Edwin Salmon of Knowledge. If you have enjoyed it, if you could recommend it to someone, that would be great. Uh, if you haven't enjoyed it, 
thanks for listening anyway you've helped me kind of uh, get up the uh, charts incrementally and uh, you're a good person so thanks for that and guys uh, stay safe i think we're nearly coming out of this whole crazy thing i'm very hopeful for october and beyond Uh, i hope you're all keeping safe and sound and i will talk to you all again through the medium of this podcast that you're listening to uh, very very soon so take care bye bye and i'll see you again bye bye hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.